O Holy One, the breaker of chains and renewer of life, open our eyes to your presence in all the earth. Stir us to proclaim gladly the signs of your love, the liberation of those oppressed, the healing of those who have been broken, springs of water in all the parched places, and Jesus Christ, risen and alive, through whom we pray.
song will be read by the congregation intentionally by whole verse beginning on this side. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my soul.
still a bit hard, I think, for us to fully understand, probably impossible for 21st century Christians to understand how John was uh, perceived and what people thought of him in the first century. But I think it's also important for us to know what the circumstances were under which the people were living at the time. They were living under the oppression of Rome. And Rome had developed a system in, the, in their colonies uh, to make it uh, possible for them to collect taxes, to control commerce. All of life was under the control of Rome, except that bit that was given to those who were in charge of the temple. And it was an oppressive uh, occupation. Uh, most people lived in poverty or near poverty. There were a few who were able to figure out how to be connected into the system in such a way to have a better life. But for most, it was just simply a heavy burden. James Carroll writes, it was to such a demoralized population that John's message of personal change by means of religious awakening rang with power. Your repentance will bring about the intervention of God. I think it's important for us to see that at this time, people were expecting God to intervene. And in some way that I don't understand, there was a sense that if they repented, if they came out to John and repented, that they would in some way be bringing about this uh, return of God and intervening in life of Israel, and perhaps overthrowing Rome. Now, we don't see it quite the way that they saw it at that time. We recognize the first coming as being the, what we observe as Christmas. Uh, the incarnation. And that incarnation, in a sense, was God revealing God's self in the most perfect revelation possible in the life of Jesus. They thought that there would also be judgment at the same time that the Messiah came. And they clearly thought that John might possibly have been the Messiah. That's why it says in that scripture that they were very expectant. And they wondered, could it possibly be John? Our understanding is there's that first coming, and then there will be another coming, the second coming, when there will be judgment. So we have that separation in terms of the coming of Christ, the coming of Messiah. Well, with that as a backdrop, it's perhaps a bit easier to understand John's preaching, calling for repentance, calling people to come out to be baptized and be ritually walked as a sign of their repentance. James Carroll has really helped me, I think, understand why so many people would come out and come to John, this uh, preacher who was calling them a brood of vipers and probably yelling at them. Yet they came out to him, and I think it's believing that if they did, and if they repented, perhaps, just perhaps, they would be helping to bring about the judgment and the intervention of God. Well, John begins his sermon by encouraging those who came to bear fruits of repentance. And he warned them that just because of their heritage, just because they were daughters and sons of uh, Abraham, didn't mean that they were right with God. But rather they had to repent, they had to take responsibility for the way they led their daily lives. It had to do with an ethic, a way of living. And this is very consistent with the, uh, with the apocalyptic form. Uh, he, he cautioned them that they needed to repent before the judgment, because John was preaching that the judgment was going to come, and the Messiah.
loving God, Holy Spirit, man Lord. You are here, and we thank you. You are coming, and we wait. You are listening, and we pray. Hold the whole of your church in your hands as we wait together for the fullness of your kingdom to come. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the Diocese of the Windward Islands, West Indies, for Justin, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and for the worldwide Anglican Union. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we give thanks for the ministries of St. Andrew's Church Air, St. Mary's Church of Arsenal's, St. Paul's Church Center, the trustees of donations, and the ministries of the aging. We pray also for all who have been called into ordained ministry in your church, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Tony and Becky, our priests, and Maureen, Judy, and Janet, our priests and associates. May we know you to be at the center of our connections with one another. Amen. Hold all those who have been given power and authority in the nations of the world, especially Barack, our president, and Charlie, our governor, that they may serve you and serve your people in truth and charity and love. Amen. Hold your whole creation in the embrace of your healing. Be present with those who suffer, those who struggle, those who offer up their lives and hands to your purposes, those who laugh, those who cry, those who are dying, those who are being born, and those who are waiting. Hold this community in your sight as a community who loves you and needs you.
Trinity Episcopal Church in Concord is one of those places, and more than 200 others think so too. Chair of the 
the search committee that led to Tony's hiring will just briefly discuss the transition process in exceptional questions. So we hope that this, the uh, take two will be uh, more effective and you'll have a chance to, one, understand what the process entails and have a chance to ask her some questions. Ask some questions. Um, I would also like to encourage you to consider looking at the diocesan website, which uh, will address transition issues to the extent you want to learn about them. It's easy to find. Uh, also, the length of next week's service will not be extended, so there are going to be some adjustments made. Again, thank you very much for conveying your concerns to those of us on the vestry. Uh, hopefully, after next week's discussion, you'll come away with a much better sense for what the transition process entails. Thank you. And we will still have a normal flight
our gifts of bread and wine, and ourselves a living sacrifice. Pour out your Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the body and blood of Christ. Breathe your Spirit over the whole earth, and make us your new creation, the body of Christ, given for the world to be made. In the fullness of time, bring us with all your saints, from every tribe and language and people and nation, to feast at the banquet prepared from the foundations of the world. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever.
and the Son of Righteousness shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, 